0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com. The Radio Plus mobile app and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. Providers of 100% satisfaction guarantee. New York City real Realty Investments. See them at NRIA.net. US, stock in, uh, U.S. stocks are higher for the first time since Britain voted to leave the EU as banks let a rebound amid optimism that policymakers are committed to limit the fallout from the U.K.'s exit. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. And the S&P 500 is up 1.1 percent, up 22 points to 2023. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1.1 percent, or 189 points, to 17,330. The Nasdaq's up 1.5 percent, or 69 points. To 46.64. Ten-year Treasury down 9.30 seconds. The yield 1.46%. Yield on the two-year 0.62%. Nymex crude oil up three, 3% up a dollar at 41 to 47.75 a barrel. Comex gold down four tens percent or $5.60 to 13.1920 an ounce. The euro, $1.1062, $1, the yen, 102.51. And and right now, the world's largest economy expanding more than previously projected in the first quarter as improved performance in trade and business investment more than made up for weaker consumer spending. Gross domestic product, the value of all goods and services produced, rose at a 1.1% annualized rate compared with a previously estimated gain of tenths percent Corporate profits at the start of the year were also revised up, giving a brighter picture to gross domestic income. And home prices in 20 U.S. cities rising 5.4 percent in April from a year earlier. Assigned demand for residential real estate remains solid enough to support both buyers and sellers. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
2: Karen Mosko, thank you. Very much. Well, uh, the economy may have grown faster in the first quarter than initially reported, but that doesn't bring the Fed any closer to raising interest rates. Their are concerns about the overall growth rate, the unemployment rate, the uh, rate of labor market take-up, and, of course, Brexit have the Fed on hold for longer, according to the markets. And according to economic researchers like Michael Faroli, the chief US economist for J.P. Morgan, they have pushed back their F- Fed call from September to December. And uh, Michael Faroli is here now to explain to us why. Uh, the question I have, Michael, is is, is, is is do you have enough confidence in that forecast that they won't do anything until December to survive a very large upward revision to the May payrolls report a week from Friday and, and a rebound in, in hiring? Should that happen?
0: Yeah, Mike, I think they are – two-sided risk i believe to a december uh rate hike call we could obviously see payrolls rebound in june or revised higher in may and you could be at the september meeting looking at you know looking back at three very strong jobs reports in which case uh you know hand-wringing about brexit may be a tough sell to the rest of the committee on the other hand there's a real risk that uh that the type of global uncertainties we're seeing could make businesses more cautious and that, that the May jobs report is, you know, a, a signal of things to come. So I think, uh, uh, I think at this point you can't really exclude either possibility. We're thinking that the most likely is that, uh, payrolls do firm some, uh, but perhaps not enough to kind of ease, uh, Yellen's, uh, proven sort of uh, risk management when it comes to global downside risk and that they would want to wait a little longer uh, before uh, pulling the trigger.
2: Do you ever get frustrated uh, down there at J.P. Morgan when when people say, you have got to put out a Fed forecast? Do you ever want to just say, I'm data dependent?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I think – Having a modal view makes some sense to, uh, for ease of, ease of communication, but, uh, but yeah, it's true that, yeah. that, you know, these things are data-dependent.
3: But as you do, Michael, you go right to the heart of the matter, which is a modal view, and Econ 101 or Macro 101 is a sort of a probability distribution around a single point, which is a hope and a prayer, are we done with those days? I mean, are we in a bimodal or trimodal world where we're dealing with nation to nation, as Bruce Kasman and you do? Uh, we're dealing with two Americas, two Frances, two Italys, plus the geopolitics of, as John Norman says, Brexit, Frexit, Nexit, and the rest of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, fortunately, there are a discrete number of FOMC meetings, so they should have positive probability on, on, on each, but... Uh... Uh, You know, the global situation really has, we know over the past two years, been a big determinant of Fed policy, in particular how it's played out uh, with the dollar. Um, We're somewhat comforted to see that over the past few days, uh, the dollar hasn't – broad trade-weighted dollar, I should emphasize, hasn't moved all that dramatically.
3: Yes, agreed. Why is that?
0: Um, Well, I guess, uh, you know, that seems to be um, mostly viewed as a U.K. situation.
3: Agreed. Yeah.
0: So that's, uh, as I said, that's encouraging, and and that's one of the reasons we still think a hike in 16 is
3: reasonable. Michael McKee and Michael Feroli? can I ask the two of you, is WIRP addicted? They go home, folks, and look at the Bloomberg function. Probability of a rate cut is 22.7%, whatever. When does the probability number matter? How high does it have to get? to where it gets Michael McKee or Michael Feroli's attention. Michael McKee, 50 percent, 30 percent? When's the tip point?
2: Um, I guess I would say, depending on which measure you use, and I, I prefer the overnight index swaps to the Fed funds uh, measure, but um, it depends also on how close you are to the Fed meeting. At this point, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't really matter to me what it's saying because we haven't gotten to the jobs report yet, we haven't gotten to any data that's well, going to change anybody's mind. I Mike, don't know if if well, you agree, Mike.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think the market can force the Fed into a cut here, and I think it's going to depend on on the data. This is not a the type of credit crisis that would get the Fed acting. Proactively, I think they're going to be responding right. here if, uh, if economic development I, I'm support. trying
3: to get to here, Michael Feroli, the idea that the media loves to climb on the Bloomberg function, WIRP, for noise that's beneath the probabilistic outcome, 16% for OIS, 22% for Fed funds. That's like <laughs> ground noise right now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I don't think it's crazy for the market to price in some probability here of, of a cut uh, in the future, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, run away with that and, and read too much into it.
2: What's your view? Of, this is a question we've been discussing all uh, through the day on the possibility of inflation getting away from the Fed—a possibility that Alan Greenspan raised with us on surveillance yesterday.
0: Uh, I could see that in 17 or 18. I I think uh, for this year, um, I have a hard time seeing that, in part because, uh, you know, developments as they relate to wage inflation are pretty slow moving. Um, The dollar, while it has stabilized, hasn't, you know, moved a whole lot lower in a way that would get you imported price inflation. So, uh I think if you look out a couple of years, it's not hard to see that, particularly if the unemployment rate continues to decline like it has but i wouldn't I wouldn't want to get too panicked about that in terms of the next few months or quarters
3: mega Furley, how is consumption in america uh
0: looks looks pretty good uh we did see it revised down in the first quarter, but uh, second quarter we're tracking uh close to four percent annualized uh real consumer spending growth, which is uh, obviously very solid numbers. so um, that's not what we're worried about. Everything that relates to the household sector looks pretty good, whether it's um, uh, labor income growth, it's starting to pick up, uh, sentiment, consumer spending, um, the housing market, all those things look fine. I think it's the business sector that right now we're a little more concerned about.
2: And is that maybe one of the bigger dangers here from the whole Brexit uh, issue—the idea that uncertainty continues and it's easier for CEOs to do nothing than
0: to uh, to make a decision? Yeah, yeah, that 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 is the concern I think on our certainly on our part. Um, as you know, there has been kind of this fluorescence of research in the last few years on economic policy uncertainty and how it affects. Um, Economic behavior, particularly uh, particularly things like capital spending, I think kind of the jury is still out on the effects. Uh, jury's out on how to measure it properly, but uh, certainly um, it's being floated around. Uh, I think things like the fiscal, you know, fiscal cliff have kind of uh brought to life that research and you know I think this next few months mm. will be an interesting test
3: for that. Ferroli, thank you so much congratulations particularly on the Friday publication the Robert Melman weekly prospects piece from the team at JP Morgan again folks we protect the copyright of all of our guests we're not going to send you Casman Feroli Melman please contact j P Morgan uh the Dow up two hundred and eight points Mike the vix comes in as expected under twenty nineteen point uh, seven two and maybe that goes to the heart of what Feroli was saying, which is that some of the dynamics here appear very discreet to the United Kingdom. You really don't see the strong dollar that you'd see off sterling carnage
2: yeah it's uh it's settled down for a day but uh we shall see.
3: Well, what was the, well, the right. Lehman thing you stated earlier? State that again. Well, I sent you a chart on that. You look
2: at, um, what happened with Lehman Brothers, uh, two days after the bankruptcy, the stock was back to its pre-bankruptcy, not just the, the, the not their stock, but the, the S&P was back to their pre-bankruptcy, um, higher than pre-bankruptcy close. And then it started to go down. So you don't know if this is a dead cat bounce or not.
3: No, we will see tomorrow. That's the theme of our show tomorrow. Across five hours, dead cat, nuns. dead
2: cats, dead cats. <laughs> it's, it's a strut. Yeah.
3: Uh, Michael McKee and Time Keen saying thank you for listening. We are produced by YUN. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.